0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish Football Banter.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast. It's the two Johns tonight. Uh, how you doing, John?
0: Yeah, good, John. How are you, bud? Yeah, Good. Um, if anyone knows what's happened to Chris, um, please let us know, because he was meant to be on.
1: I, <laughs> He's maybe, I don't know, he's maybe busy or something, I don't know why. But he...
0: um, maybe he's um, oh, sort of the problems in Griffiths, uh, helping Griffiths Fitness. That's a story for the podcast. Maybe we've got, <laughs> got
1: a call-up, maybe.
0: <laughs>
1: aye,
0: well we know about his striking price, but we won't go into it too
1: much. Yeah. Um. So I plenty to talk about as always. May as well get torn right into it. Uh, start with the Rangers Hearts game.
0: Aye, so we're doing the sports scene and um, going Sunday and working our way back. Um, yeah, good result,
1: a bit, a but back to the front, but yeah. Pro- Give me a weekend.
0: Yeah, it's a great result for Rangers, obviously. Um, but I don't know what happened to the Hearts defence. It's been solid most of the season, um, but they just chose Sunday as the worst possible day to have an off day. Um, the offside that they tried. Do you think that was offside for the first goal?
1: I've not seen enough plays I'll be honest with you. Only um, I watched the highlights and then decided not to watch the the after right.
0: stuff
1: so it, it was a kind of weird one because it's a really bad offside trap if if that's the case mm-hmm. that they score like that
0: yeah I think Um Ic Piesu was the last one and the suggestions that he didn't stand off um, you know, stand up in time um, it's a risky move I mean I know they tried that against uh, Livingston it seemed to work but um, Rangers were also savvy to it and probably watched Hearts doing that in that game and thought we'll catch him out and they also yeah. did and it didn't get any better I mean, I thought Dimitri Mitchell tried to play um, Dribble the ball in his own box and he got caught out And condensed with a nice little ball across the face of goal And Morales else a lovely finish And then the goalkeeper makes a hash of the head across goal And it's a tap-in for Arfield And there was yeah, just I no think... way back for hearts from then on
1: uh, yeah, I think with the third one um, You've started seeing starts where now people are talking about the, the second assist uh, and it's the, the ball from Tavenier originally causes a problem. Mm-hmm. He kind of whips it in. But yeah, I mean, Rangers were getting far too much space. I mean, saying that though, Hearts had a couple of chances when it went 1-0. Um, that maybe could have changed the game. Um, there was one where Gregor blocks Naismith. Mm-hmm. And then there's one where McLean probably in a better position. I um, mean,
0: but is, I don't know
1: if it's It Aye. Um, I'm glad you said that I wish I'd just let you say that <laughs> but yeah so uh, at that point maybe it can end up being a different game but Rangers at the end can have run out pretty come to us. however saying that Hearts get a consolation and then actually uh, they had another chance maybe a long run after when uh, Golson gets robbed of the ball
0: mm-hmm.
1: as well so yeah, Rangers will be play that that's Got to be up there with a the best performance, of the, certainly domestically. I would say, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. For that to follow in the back of um, the fine European win that they had against Rapid, they um, I mean, uh, you know, having gone to go behind to quickly get level, and then in the second half they totally dominated and you no know, got a deserved win in the end. Um, so sort of follow that up um, with the performance that they did the weekend, starting um, coming out of traps. They probably ran out of gas a little bit in the second half um, but when you're 3-0 up um, at home you, know, you can tend to go into second gear a little bit uh, but they got the job done and um, yeah, they're fine home form this season um, both domestically and in Europe is, uh, is continuing.
1: Yeah, I think the pleasant thing as well I mean, Manelis sometimes just maybe can kind of seen as being a wee bit selfish um, but he obviously kind of come up with a couple of assists as well so adding maybe a wee bit more to his game all the time which I'm sure um, they'll be trying to do it there, the coaching stuff.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And you can definitely see a lot of improvements in his game. There's still a lot bit to work on, but he's still on the twenty one, um, got a lot of time on his side and um yeah, he's certainly on fire this season and yeah, good luck to him.
1: Yeah. Um Kula Bali kinda of back as well starting. I think that's a a big help in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Because of not bit of protection in terms of the defence, Ryan Kent obviously scores. And there's talk that. Well, he's come out and said that he wouldn't be averse to to signing on at Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. And Rangers fans would be happy with that.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, he he's looking a prospect. I mean, he didn't cover himself in glory. in No firm game. Um, he kind of went missing that match. But since then, his performances have got better. Um, but he's still quite young himself and. He's obviously knows that there's not much chance of him getting in the Liverpool first team anytime soon, so maybe that's why he's thinking. I'd love to stay, put him in the shop window and get a, a move further forward. Um, but yeah, it'd be a good permanent sign if Rangers could tie that one down. I'm sure Stephen Gerrard will work on something like that.
1: Yeah, I think as well when you look at the the team that Rangers put out on Saturday, sorry Sunday, um, and then your substitute bench as well. You've got like of so Ryan Jack, Lafferty coming on. So
0: they've got a wee bit of strength and depth as well. Yeah, and the boy Middleton looks good um, as well. He impressed in the game against Valerial. Um among others. So, yeah, they're they're looking a much stronger outfit. Um, there's obviously, they've still got a lot of sort of outlook. Their away form's not been good enough, only two points from a possible 12. Um, I'm sure that's something that they'll, they'll look to work on after the national break. Although... Fancy them in their next away game because they are away at Hamilton. They weren't playing very well.
1: No, no, definitely not. (laughs) Uh, Hit for sits. Aye, Hibs hit Hamilton for sits. Yeah. So, aye. It's, uh, I don't know. I mean, usually we say that uh, Hamilton will be alright, but it's very early days still and, and all that type of thing. Again, it's, there's a there's a chance. Bingham has a chance early on, or, and then doesn't take it. Could the game maybe be different? Who knows? But I mean, Habs scoring, just putting a dominating performance. Uh, David Gray, again, I think just uh, him on the right getting forward really really helps him. Um, mm-hmm. He's been in and out of the team a wee bit this season due to injury, but when he's playing, it adds a different dimension. You've got Boyle full of confidence from getting called up for Australia. So it looks like the the chance of him for Scotland is ended. You would think, though, you never know going by what's happening with maybe Kearney uh, with Scotland and England and all that. Um, Hindman, mm-hmm. I thought Hindman looked pretty good when he was at Rangers on loan, um, and he settled into that midfield really well. When you consider Hibbs lost their whole midfield in the summer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know because Malin and Hindman. Uh, and Milligan, obviously Milligan has just come into the team as well a couple of weeks ago. They, oh, they're looking at a good, uh, a good mitt good combination in there. I definitely. And then you've got Campani up top. You know you'll get goals.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think um, they've they've definitely got a um, a good squad. There, um I think they've if anything strengthened. me when you think that they could have lost quite a few other players, in the, well they lost McGear, and they lost McGinn obviously, but they thought that they weren't getting to keep Canberra and McLaren, but they managed to keep them and uh, um, Malin's come in he's been a very shrewd signing um, even guys like Horgan's come in and improved the squad yeah, I think that they've made a statement that they're going to be up there um, challenging for Europe, uh, the European place again um, because they might, well, they've gone to Europe because Celtic won the treble last season um, but they want to improve in that fourth place and They've certainly like a squad that, you know, they believe they're capable of doing
1: it. I mean, do you think that's the the aim? It's just a European place, or do is it the possibility we could have a title race? T- title race for a few teams this season.
0: You hope so. I mean, the, the question is, it all comes to consistency um, and can they oh. maintain it? You know, sometimes we've had scenarios where we we'll look at us as a prime example. A couple of years ago, we had. Eight wins in a row, including beating Celtic, were five points clear. People talked about a title race. Then we go lose four and draw one in a five-game period, and everything goes. Um, we maintained it up to a point, and then ran out of gas. And I think that's when it all, um, you know, when the the business ends of the season, when there's more injuries coming, you know, the the strength in um, everyone's squads gets tested, and that's where, like to that's where Celtic tend to pull away more, and so Rangers have got a stronger squad but I'd love to see a proper title challenge with um, other teams um, not just a one horse race like we've had the last few years but um, I'm not, I am not—I know Leon Lennon's playing it down, you wonder if he's just playing that out down the media but secretly telling his players, keep this up and we are in with a, a chance who knows
1: I mean it's just, I think uh, I mean, it's very difficult to say, I mean but obviously just speaking because at the moment there's, there's teams there's no team that's out and out looking dominant. Um, teams are taking more teams are taking points off each other. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a possibility there's going to be a top seven competing as in where that's uh, just now whether Lovie will drop off. I don't know because um, Lovie are still getting results. Are still up there, but we're, well, we're eight games out of the first eleven. Um, the, the thing will be is. We may as well come on to Celtic. unless let we a wee bit about Hibs. Um, in context, anyway, Celtic obviously, great result on Sunday as well. Um, looked back to their you know, dominating best we're by. They're actually making it look easy. Um, mm-hmm. helped a wee bit by I think maybe St Johnston, maybe not pressing enough and letting Celtic play. I think if you do that with Celtic. They allow Celtic to play, they they can destroy any team, which they've shown since Brendan, Rodger, Brendan Rodgers Rogers took over. Um and it's not just been maybe the, the teams in the bottom half, it's been teams like last season when they, they faced Rangers and did really well, faced us did really well. It's um so dunno They've still got they've still got that, they've still got that wee bit Celtic.
0: Yeah, they're still the still the team to beat, um you think um, come, come the end of the season that will be the case uh, you just got to hope that the other teams around them just have that bit more belief when they play Celtic and a bit more staff at like heart down in the season like Comarnock did to get back in the game and win that um, so you just need to wait and, and see what, how it all materialises it'd um, be brilliant for Scottish if you had a, a genuine challenge from you know two, three or four teams but um, I think the reality is there'll be a couple of teams that drop off I think Livingston they've started brilliant at some point I think they will drop off um and then you've got you've got five you've got five teams in there and who knows what will happen. But um I still say Celtic are favourites and as you say they looked brown yesterday um on Sunday sorry um James Force in great form. Look you seem to he know Brown as well. Yeah, true. Um but you seem to know where you put the ball because um every goal Went down to Xander Clark's left-hand side as if he thought that's his weak spot. I'm going there every time, um, but he finished him pretty well.
1: Um, oh yeah, I mean he, pa- he, basically, uh, passed him, well, he basically passed them all. We basically passed didn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I yeah. think the, the, the one in particular I thought was really impressive was the fourth one because he's running and strikes as he's running. Mm-hmm. Just, um, the kind of technique I thought was really good, and it's with his left foot.
0: Yeah, that was the thing. A couple of his goals were his left it, but yeah, he looked in fine form and Rogic um, looked closer to his best as well. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good, it was a terrific result. On the other hand, St Johnson, you know, I know they were playing Celtic but they'll be very disappointed at losing six goals at home. Doesn't matter who you're facing. That's not exactly. What I know um, Tommy Wright wasn't happy. And then Danny Swanson can things to get himself stupidly sent off for a, a swipe. Um...
1: Aye. It, it's one of them that if you're if you're that way you play computer games or you play FIFA or that <laughs> and you're you're playing online or something like that and you're getting done then you Lash out. Put in a, <laughs> a nasty tackle. Aye. Yeah. Um it was one of those it, it was one of those I think Swanson knows straight away that he's he's off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't complaining, he, he knew what happened and yeah, straight off the part it wasn't a contentious decision by any means. Um uh, for, for Celtic that was a good bounce back after getting beat off um, Salzburg I mean they started the game well but the old Achilles um in Europe defensively, Lustig didn't look clever near the Jack Henry, um and you know Forrest is a little bit unlucky with the, the penalty decision but as a penalty and the letter of the loss states he had to go so but good for him to bounce back the way he did as well by responding with four goals and for Celtic to respond with three points.
1: Yeah I mean that. I- that Salzburg team They're a pretty good standard in Europe. I mean, obviously they, they did well last season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you would still, you maybe expected Celtic should have done a wee bit better. Um, but then, Salzburg got to the semi-finals in Europa League last season. Did hey. you see Celtic? What's hey, that?
0: Exactly. yeah was no, I was just going to say exactly. I mean, um Salzburg are a different level for Celtic at the moment that's just the reality where Celtic are um, on the European scale um, and that's where Celtic need to try and aspire to is um, get a team good enough to first of all go and go to places like Salzburg and try and win and then build themselves up to in a proper Champions League team again because we've seen the evidence so a long way off that um, but they're still in with a chance of uh, the last 32 but the, the two games against um Leipzig are going to be very crucial and very difficult for them because Leipzig have been in Champions League recently spent a lot of money um, so it's going Aye, to I be a difficult team.
1: Yeah, I mean I think Leipzig are like second in the Bundesliga as well just now so um, mm-hmm. Celtic guy would really need to put in some some real top end performances to have a chance of going through I think in the group stages. Aye. Uh, at the moment I would say I can't see it yeah. you never know they might uh, surprise us but I, I don't know mm-hmm. I think maybe that will be struggling I, I think it, it comes down to as well we have spoken about the striking options they've not really got enough uh, maybe just having that be bit a different way they can play it. I think very much they've, they've got a style of play if that's maybe not working can they? Can they change it? They're, they're trying to change it, obviously. we were playing, they can kind of two up front sometimes. And I suppose
0: it'll take time. Yeah, I think it will need to. It needs time needs a bit of money. They need to invest if they're going to do something even in Europe. They need to go and get more quality in, or um, bring through more quality. And that's difficult when you think of the budgets that's falling around in Europe at the moment, especially down south. But they should be able to. Still, I mean. Hopefully there'll be a better TV deal coming our way. Um, So I know there's been better international TV deals being signed up recently, um, which is good. And obviously the big contract with Sky and BT, that's still up for negotiations, up for grabs. So hopefully one of them puts in that little bit more money and gives Scottish football a a deal it deserves because we've spoken about it many times. I mean, there's a lot of good to be said about Scottish football. Um, It's just the the people above it run our game, um, that are the, the ones that give it a a a bad name just now. Um such as well, we just spoke about it with the the semi final farce, um two of the biggest games you could have had in the semi final and the SPFL made a complete backside of it.
1: Yeah, I mean obviously you well we see not yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um the calls for a summit by Aberdeen. So mm-hmm. If other clubs get on board and they maybe get discuss they discuss with uh, mm-hmm. the authorities and maybe try and see about how they can improve communication, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's been a big thing because the whole thing that came out at semi final was the talk over all the clubs agreed and uh, the police were, were on board with. It, and then uh, we're like, wait a minute, we never agreed. Oh, like wait a minute, we never agreed. And the police were like, "What the fuck? is hey, what's happening here?" Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, well I put that in my piece last week. Um, the way the semi-final is now with Celtic v Hearts at Murrayfield and Aberdeen v Rangers at Hamden, that's the way it should have been from the outset and I think had that been the, the decision at the outset, there wouldn't have been much complaints and I know Celtic have a bit of a gripe just now I think their gripe's more to why wasn't there a draw a the lots or why, um, you know you announced at Hamden one week now you're going to Murrayfield, it's not fair, so I totally get their argument from that point of view um I think logistically Harpsby Celtic at Murrayfield is, is better. As much as I'd prefer Aberdeen to go to Murrayfield. Um th- having three sets of fans travelling across um you know, Glasgow and Edinburgh is going to be a bit difficult, so just having the two isn't so bad. So I get um so I think that was the right decision. But the way they mess up the way they lied, I think that's the thing. They they blat- Neil Doncaster and Neil Blair blatantly lied about it. Four clubs agreed, no they didn't. Um Police Scotland happy? Well, maybe the police chief said it was okay, but the police um, federation certainly weren't happy. Um, and it was just an you ab- know And they said, um, Hamden said that they wouldn't waive the agreement. Hamden said yes, they would, and they did. It's just yeah. an absolute mess. And you know, guys like Don Castle just need to get on his bike.
1: Aye, and that's 20 mile, probably. Um trying to go go, go to Kamaric and Dundee actually. Mm-hmm. Seen as I had a few talking points on that one. <laughs> the delight is now is that Jordan Jones is facing a too much ban for diving um mm-hmm. after being cited by the FA S F A so Yeah. Be interesting to see what comes of that.
0: Not really a surprise. I mean as much as myself and Chris like to have our uh weekly pops and then we can I have all the sympathy for him this week because you know um, his team have been done by a deflection for the first goal, um, and then the second. It's just a, a terrible decision. It is a dive. Um, you know, it's Jordan Jones' reaction. He's just put his face in the ground, hoping that the referee just gives something, and, and this officer worked. It was a it was a poor decision, and. It's the right thing that Jones is getting offered this two-game. I, I, I don't get this offer two-game. Is is he going to accept it? I doubt it. Um,
1: yeah, you would you would think then if they get offered a two-game and they say no, then it should be extended almost if they're guilty. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. if you know, I would like when if a player's maybe sent off for I don't know, maybe foul play or a profe- professional foul or that, and you've sometimes seen whereby they got offered a maybe a game initially, not. Yeah, they re- re- reject that and then
0: they extend it to a, a longer ban. Um Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a weird one but um I just wish that managers would come out and actually condemn player, their own players more like what Walter Smith did Pakel back in two thousand nine with the Mulgrew incident, you know, he said, Yep, he was out of order, he played acted to get someone sent off, oh, that's not on. Um I mean John Hughes had to go at Andy Stokes at Falkirk for diving in a game. Is he didn't um, accept it but you don't see enough of it you No, know. just call out your players for embarrassing your club and, and tell them to cut it out
1: Yeah, and I mean I, su- I suppose, I mean you, you don't know maybe what's happened maybe behind closed doors, I mean Steve Clark might have had a word with him um, so know. maybe in that situation he's maybe thinking it's best to de- be dealt with behind the scenes as opposed to coming out and not criticising his player but um you know what I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of
0: yeah.
1: uh, just and, uh, l- letting it get dealt with in-house, because I would, I would imagine Steve Clark would maybe, would maybe say to him look going to no day that kind of thing
0: going to no day that Aye. <laughs> so going to you no, know. I don't think that's going to on. come on, <laughs> still game <laughs> chatting and diving <laughs> um, but yeah I, I get the point you mean I mean Steve Clark is a man of integ- integrity to be fair and uh, you'd imagine he'd have a, a few words just to say he cut it out but um, it'll be interesting to see what his next media conference is like when he gets asked about the incident because obviously there's no games, no um, club games this weekend so he yep. won't really be yeah. talking much So, but next week it'll be interesting to see what he's got to say about it uh,
1: yeah, It was interesting Sar- Saturday as well I was watching um, the results coming in and obviously they went to Neil McCann pretty much as soon as the game finished Mm-hmm.
0: yeah they knew they would have a lot to say and they also did um, but yeah after getting their, their victory and having gone in front you, Dundee must have been thinking they were in some sort of revival so to get that setback um, was a bit of a blow for them um, I still expect Dundee to be one of three teams down there you know, we also touched in Hamilton and um, the other ones St man. weren't very good at the weekend, although from our point of view who cares because we were, we were excellent again against them
1: Yeah, I mean I think um, there was a few things that helped us out Ferguson being back certainly mm-hmm. um, I think that just gives us a different dimension to our play, Matt's low um, at fullback just gives us that option in terms of a uh, real attacking threat, um, so it gives you the option of maybe your wide players cutting inside It just and then your fullbacks or the defence don't know where to go to who they're picking up. And then you've got big cosgrove um, what was it, Sportsine said about London buses and stuff like that. He's almost as tall as a <laughs> London bus. Um and that that I mean that could really, really um I wouldn't say I mean it could kick start his career at Aberdeen. Um in terms of getting around to the goals. You, you'd imagine his confidence must be sky. High. He he he's probably gutted that there's a an international break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see if we want to play again and see what we can do. But yeah, just a really really good display. John McLaren comes in. What um, a goal! Sam <laughs> <See him laughs> scored a pear a, a perler against the Hibs in the Youth Cup final last season. Sam um, looks like a confident player. Quite looks like he's got a good physique then as well. But for a footballer. Um. so hopefully I can get more chance. because obviously he goes off injured in the second
0: half mm-hmm. Yeah it's, it's a shame that um, he picked up an injury, hopefully he's not out for too long but now, that's the second time place played at this season where you know, fringe players have come in almost by accident um, because of injuries suspensions etc um, and it's given a lot of, well in that last game it was right and um, Ross that got in and took their chances very well before they subsequently get injured after that. Um, and then this time McLennan comes in and uh, Cosgrove gets a chance to start. Ferguson comes back in the team. Lowe gets back in at left back. And yeah, it was a very accomplished performance. I mean, people can say all they want about it was a poor opponent you're up against. And St. Martin have been very poor this season. Um, but you know, you've got to beat what's in front of you, and that's a big confidence booster. Um, the interesting thing will be after international break, we play Hearts. You know, does he? Does he stick or twist? Does he bring back the tried and Just that likes him again, and um, you know me, etc. Or does he say he likes the will right? Go carry on your good form. Same with McLennan, You you were excellent and against the man. You you deserve your chance. Um. So that'll be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know what the situation is with uh, the Wilson loan. Um. I suppose it cases depends whether he's fit as well but whether there's maybe a, a clause in there that says we need to play him so many times I don't know um, but if he's back fit you you would think he would maybe come into the team but I like the look I do like the look of that midfield I think that midfield gives you a wee bit of everything because um, Dominic Ball quite happy just to kind of set, break up, play give it to the better ball players Shinny Shinny will do everything yeah uh, and then Ferguson again looks like almost a, a young in terms of midfield he can do it. He, he can do a wee bit of, maybe a wee bit more he's a I think he's got it in him where they can do a wee bit of playmaking. Um obviously he's get he's got the family that's uh, been capable of doing that type of thing in the past because mm-hmm. they were both ball players. So that that those three in midfield look really, really good together.
0: Yeah mckay Mackay Stephen um, again was was excellent on Saturday. Um you know a lot of based fans think he should be in the Sco- in the Scotland squad, but um, to be honest, I'm just happy he's playing well. I just the the thing that's concerned me with Mackay Stephen and Shinny just now it's all gone quite in the contract front, and I just yeah. hope that Mackay Stephen he's got the international break that and hopefully he can get that over the line. And the Shinny <laughs> ones not worry me. I'll be honest. You know we're out in October now. Um, it will not be long before he can talk to, play, to people. Um, you don't want to lose these guys, especially in a free transfer. Um, I would like to thank mckay Stephen, given the fact he's back in form and everything that we've done for him after his moved with Celtic went to. Um, you'll maybe think, well, I'm happy and am playing my, my football." again, I'll hopefully say a new deal. a Shinny, I've got a funny feeling he might be off.
1: I, uh, I mean, I've got a kind of similar your to yourself. I mean, b- prior to maybe Brian Jack going um, there wasn't many players I think we'd lost that McGuinness wanted to lose um, mm-hmm. but then we've had he went McLean we were, we were lucky we got a fee for him um, Johnny Hayes Hayes, yeah Again, um, where he went initially as well as I said so there's been a few, maybe kind of recently. Um I, I've got the kind of. I think maybe the same. The only thing could be, um, and this is, maybe dreaming, maybe, before the semi-final, on the eve of it, they come out and say they've signed, mm-hmm. just to get that you know that feel-good boost, and I mean there'll be a feel-good factor anyway. The fact in a semi-final, one game away from a final. But that would just bring it all together a wee bit more as well.
0: Um mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good if, you know, we got a surprise signing, um how they do the modern day thing. Um he's signed. But I don't know. We'll just need to wait and see. Um hopefully he does stay, you know, he's an Aberdeen lad. Um I don't know if he's necessarily an Aberdeen supporter, but he is an Aberdeen lad and hopefully that counts for something but you might just think, the same as you did with Inverness before he went to us, you know, think, I've been here for a few years, I fancy a new challenge I'm off, um, and there will be a lot of interest in him. Um,
1: yeah, it's that way, as, it's, it's kind of that way as well, you would hope that he'd want us to get a fee from.
0: him. hmm
1: I mean, but, I don't know. I, I would hate to think we would do a similar kind of thing what we've done with Klein, because, Aye, we got a fee for McLean, but I would say it was a lot less than what we should have got for him. Um, and we've we've got we've got a study for that. I don't think we've we've managed to get enough money for players that we've sold.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've so, undervalued our players over the years, and um, they've not been talked up as much in the press. Let's like, say for example, some of the Dundee United ones where they have got good money for like Steve so Armstrong, Johnny Russell. Um, you know, no, um, Goodwillie. You no, know, he went for two million, and he's now playing in the third tier, the fourth tier of Scottish football. Yeah. So, you no, know, just it's an interesting one. But yeah, we'll wait we and see. I mean, Cheney's obviously going to be, can't do it this week because he's um, and then a national squad and try to push for more caps in the, in the upcoming games. But Mackay um, Stephen, hopefully, there'll be a nice wee time to have get his head down and think I better sign this contract.
1: Yeah well the thing is at least you can see that Aberdeen players are getting in the Scotland Mm squad which wasn't maybe happening so much under Strachan
0: No No Strachan forgot where Aberdeen was at one point (laughs) Um,
1: The the game itself though as well um, Matt Slow getting into the centre forward position scoring Shea Logan I thought as well really positive in attack as well Mm -hmm. Um, St Mirren's point of view Simeon Jackson looks lively Yeah Um, so just maybe a case of him getting much match fit obviously he scored, really nice finish could add another one, in a bizarre the bizarre one with uh, Lewis, Lewis but Lewis recovered really well to save it mm-hmm.
0: So and they signed Adam Hamill as well who if they can get to the form and fitness that he had when he was at Dunfermline and when he was playing with Barnsley um, could be a good sign for them but yeah they the international break's come at a good time for them um, so that Owen King, they can work work with players because there's not many of them going to on a national duty, you'll have a better chance to work with them, maybe do a bit of team building and get them up the table because you know, they've not won since opening day, they've only picked up one point, that was that draw against Celtic um, but every other game they've lost, the defensively looked horrendous, up front they've looked toothless, it's a bit of a rest and they're just lucky that Dundee have been even worse um, bar one game
1: Yeah, you mentioned as well. He took a wee bit of a kind of score one as well in the, mm-hmm. the second half, but he kind of managed to play on, I
0: think. Yeah. He's another one that builds up fitness, the same as Simeon Jackson. I think Jackson could be a player that comes good over time, but they need him to because they've only scored four goals in eight games. It's, Aye. You no, know, they're the lowest scorers in the league.
1: Yeah. He was in Lone at Dunfermline, weren't he? A few Aye. years back, I think.
0: I can't remember. Uh, the, the main thing I remember about Simeon Jackson was he scored the goal no, the Was it Hamill he was on, loan? Jackson?
1: No, Adam Hamill.
0: Adam Hamill, I'm sorry.
1: Pretty sure he was on, was at Fairman in his younger days on loan.
0: Yeah, he was, yeah, he was on loan from Liverpool to there in 2007. They went down, but they reached the Scottish Cup final, but he was the bright light in their team at that point.
1: So I mean it's, it's potentially some like I've made a couple of decent signings there. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and Anton Ferdinand as well once he gets fit, but
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but that's the thing, that they're they're gambling in a couple of ex um couple of ex English based players coming good. Um but the rest of the squad needs to, to step up as well and it's just not been happening for them. Yeah.
1: something I as well, um can seen in the Scottish football news? The, David McInnis reading the bedtime story at the charity event for homeless people it's yeah, good, good to that. see clubs getting involved in the community and doing t- these types of things
0: yeah that's good Yeah, it's, it's always good to, to hear these stories because um, people have the, this impression about footballers and football personalities that they don't um, care for the fans of their community um, so it's nice to see um, hear things like that happening that McInnes is going to go out and give his bit so, Aye. I do The
1: Community Trust does a lot of good things at Aberdeen.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: you had know, the system as well whereby people were able to kind of, donate money to allow kind of maybe folk that normally couldn't get to the football to go, so for season tickets and that as well, so really good.
0: Maybe the story that he'll tell is the one as to why he, what actually went on before he rejected Rangers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Aye maybe that'll be we'll maybe hear yeah, that one in his autobiography
0: yeah that would be an interesting need.
1: so I it's the because it's a social bite event um, so there's no not happened yet it happened in December so there's a few different events across Scotland mm-hmm. there's bands playing and all types of different things. so I. yeah
0: good stuff Um.
1: Um. trying to think where else we've not been
0: Love him Marwell. Yeah, um Yeah, another good result for Livingston, come back from behind. A um, you know, cracking free kick from Keegan Jacobs. It's amazing a guy that's been with, with Livingston 10 years finally gets his chance to play in the top flight, and he's he's playing very well. Um, but then Gary Holt got manager a month for September and rightly so obviously for the form, magnificent form that they've had um, since he's went in. Um you know, people criticised Lovingston for bringing in Kenny Miller and sacking him after two two league games, but it's proven to be the right decision. As harsh as it may have been, they've also had a rethink and thought, this isn't going to work. Um, Gary Holt's a better candidate. Maybe she went with him. Let's just get him in now and it's working.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be, I mean, they're, they're basically averaging two points a game. I mean, they're 15 points after eight games, which mm-hmm. I think if you had said that at the start of the season, um I don't think anyone would have thought that would have happened. No. I do think within Livingston, they would have thought that would have happened.
0: No, and I think most Livingston fans would probably have thought um, we will be happy with 10th place this season. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the sort of club that keep their feet in the ground uh, well, will hope they'll keep their feet in the ground, not get carried away. For them, it's, they'll just view that as a point close at safety rather than a point close at the top. Um, but it's amazing to think that they're four points off the top um, and 12 clear bottom. You wouldn't have said that at the start of the season? Yeah. Um but good on them and uh, you know, they're punching above well above their weight and how long they'll keep that up, I don't know. But I think I think they'll be fine. Um I think Malone are a bit of, you I heard your podcast last week, um you said Malone are a bit of a false position. I I would agree with that. I think they've got um I think they need to get some of the better players back and the international break came at a good time. And maybe after the break they'll Going a bit of a run because I, I still think they're much stronger than the other three teams around them. Hamilton, Man and Dundee. It's just a matter of getting that that run together.
1: Yeah, but well, remember at the start of the season when you were after productions, I had them in top six That's right, and you had Hearts in the bottom and... six. Yeah, um, so I Do you know what to say about predictions Yeah, don't make them. <laughs> um, I think though, I, I think apart from those two, though, the top six was about right maybe I just know the the right way about it but it's still would have been stuck to the other games to play mm-hmm. I, I, the, the thing is though you know what it's like for a football team if you if you're nowhere in and the longer it goes without a win it gets more difficult because um, you maybe you, you start trying to think oh do we do things differently do we stick to what has got results in the past and you may start over analysing a wee bit too much yeah um, so.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we are speaking about Gary Holt, um, you know, coming in um, at Livingston. Yeah, that's one of uh, 12 clubs that have, you know, changed manager at some point since the season began because um, there's been a lot going on in the Championship. Well, Dundee just appointed Robbie Nielsen today, Partick Thistle, Ben and Archibald um, after they yeah. could be off Ross County. Um, it was what we kind of expected. Um, you know, he was given. The start of the season to push for promotion because of what he'd done in the past, he was given that bit of leeway. But when it's become apparent, they're 10 points behind they and they're closer to the relegation playoff than the um, promote. Uh, so they're closer to relegation than to first place. I think they had to act. Um, and then in League One, Steve Aitken lost his job at Dumbarton and Steve Finlay lost his job at Airdrie. Dumbarton were another fancy team as well.
1: What's that?
0: Dumbarton were another fancy team in that league.
1: Aye, oh, that aye, hat. aye, yeah. I, th- I think a few of us thought that they would be at the top.
0: Mm-hmm. Aye. Um, just want to mention Darren Young because he got manager of the month that he's Fife and, well, they've been in a role in September. They went into September bottom of the league and now they're third um, after winning every game plus the Challenge Cup tie with Thistle.
1: Aye. no, noise at a good one, definitely. Mm. Um five points behind our brothers. I mean our brothers are still four, point, four points clear of rovers. Near the mm. end of the table, it's it's very tight. I mean even what fourth place to tenth place there's five points between them. Jeez.
0: It's insane, isn't it? <laughs> um so, and bit, even-
1: bit. what's that?
0: And I was just going to say, the championship's still real to me. I mentioned that Partick Thistle um, are closer at bottom than top, but they're still only two points off a playoff position. Um, The gap between Ross County in second and Morton in seventh is is just seven points, which isn't a lot when you think it, but um, Dundee United in fourth and Morton in seventh is just a point.
1: Yeah. Uh, big news though today well couple of, but, well there's, there's a fair bit of news from the championship today. Stephen Doby signed a new deal. Uh, he got a heart trick at the weekend fucking in the South. Yeah. And Ian McCall was linked with a thistle job and he said no. Uh, which I mean he's out of air, air are doing well, so why yeah. would they leave? Yeah. He's been there a few he's been there a few seasons as well and kinda of building something quite nice like that potentially.
0: Yeah, I think Ian McCall's just happy in his in his job and he's obviously been the thistle manager and you know, that's what led like, he actually resigned because of his gambling problems, so he's obviously thought, um, why would I want to risk my reputation going back? I've built myself back up as a manager and so they go and beat Dudley United the weekend to keep themselves top and that's another team that's I know they've got Shankland too, as a terrific striker, but you wouldn't have thought Air United would be leading the league after eight games. I thought they'd have been close at the bottom with Alan Falkirk, but yeah. they're doing well and good on them
1: It was definitely though at the start of the season when you'd asked for productions. it was definitely the hardest league to predict Oh aye um, Aye it was, Aye and, and still even if you look at it um, I know where I've had a right flyer to the season I still think I think the, the, nobody else the appointment at Dundee United, I think could be a very good one um, so uh, potentially I think you you could end up with a four team title race in that league
0: Oh yeah easy, because um, Kyle Thistle are still unbeaten um, they've drawn too many home games just now but in Ross County are going go along nicely um, you know, they've had a couple of good away wins thumping United and beating Thistle quite convincingly and that's two teams that they would have thought as the main rivals for them in that league so yeah, they're looking a good bet to to come back up. Must be said. Yeah, and then League Two, so see in City, one again. Um, there's still two points clear it ahead. And Then there's a wee gap from them to Clyde in the third. At Edinburgh City who many people thought would have been at the wrong end of the table every season but this year they're, they're going the other way
1: Yes um, I think, who, was it you that said Edinburgh City would do well?
0: I think it might have been Chris um, might have been Chris. I can't remember I'd need to look at the website again but yeah they're, they're doing, they're flying um, my tip was Clyde, they're still in the mix just now but um, 6 points behind Edinburgh City, still early days still only 9 games played but um but yeah that, that league's probably the only ones that's got a bit of a gap in it. because um, from from Aaron to Elgin there's three points, although Elgin's get a game in hand and then there's a bit of a gap. but over are looking cast adrift nearly. Um but still i seen change the manager as well, Dave McKay lost his job.
1: Yeah. Aye. I, mean, I think with that league as well we spoke about um League 1 in terms of being tight between about 5th and 10th the whole league in League 2 is the complete opposite there's 20 points between the top team and the bottom team
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty much says it all
1: so, we went a bit back to front but in terms of that I actually think talking about the, the Ship games and then tying in the European games works quite well though
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Because
1: it's... it's fresh in your head, the the Premiership stuff. Aye. The lower league stuff as well.
0: Aye, it's good to cover the lower leagues because there's um, a lot of interest in that and you no, know, a lot of entertainment as well. You can get some good games in those divisions.
1: Aye. It plus, it maybe covers up the fact as well that we've never seen as much of the European matches as uh, what we've seen in the other matches.
0: Mhm. Aye. And speaking about trips abroad um, Scotland have the big game Yes In two days time well, um, Thursday, should we say um, A bit of controversy with Lee Griffiths, what's your take on it?
1: Well I, I, well, I thought it was going to be we would have that with you because you've been doing your research um, about it I, I find that a very weird one He's um, obviously because he obviously played on Sunday mm-hmm. no sign of any injury Um, and arguably I I think at the moment I don't think you can definitely say he's our number one striker I think there was a time when Strachan was manager I thought Griffiths should have been playing when he wasn't playing Mm -hmm. at the moment though I can kind of understand McLeish um, starting Naismith because Naismith's been in terrific form this season I was surprised at it I, I, I thought Griffiths would would be the the number one striker. But, um, McLeish has said he will play players in form, and that no one's guaranteed a place. In a way, I think that's a good, um, kind of psychologically, um, for the players, because it makes them think, oh, I'm not guaranteed to play. Where I think in the past, under, not even just Strachan, but maybe other managers, I think some players thought, see if I'm not playing well, or even if I'm not playing, I'll be playing for Scotland. Yeah.
0: I th- the disappointing thing for me, I mean, it, it's strange that he's he's saying that it's a bit of a fitness issue and that's why he's um, not wanting to play this time, but he was less fit a month ago when he wasn't playing for Celtic. He hadn't played much for Celtic this calendar year um, because of the form of Edouard and, and Dembele and his own fitness issues. Um, it, arguably, it took the move of Dembele for him to get back in the Celtic team. He didn't look great against Belgium. Um, there was a he was a fitness doubt for the Albania game and McLeish forced his hand and said, Right, you're not fit and not playing well. Naismith's fit and playing well, I'm going to start Naismith, and Naismith put in a good performance, scored his goal. Um I think the biggest huff in terms of Griffiths that he was told that Naismith is likely to start against Israel, but I don't again I don't see the I don't see the um where Griffiths has a big complaint again because Naismith carried on his form. Um, and I know Griffiths is back in the Celtic team in doing but he's got to turn his place back, and the only way you can do that is by, you know, being ready for the call. He's not going to be ready for the call if he's just um, you know, running the treadmill at Lennox Town.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't know. I mean, there could be maybe there could be maybe more to it. Um, we're only going by what we're seeing in the the media, um, but but I think I was watching. I might have been. Today, but earlier, and they were saying but 2012 he made his debut mm-hmm. and he's only had 19 caps Yeah
0: it can feel a bit unjustified because there was a, a good period where Stephen Fletcher um, was picked regardless of his club form and regardless of his international form a lot of time it wasn't great and most of Stephen Fletcher's goals came against the Gibraltar and Malta um, not exactly um, big, big nations and Griffiths was constantly overlooked he was overlooked for Chris Martin um, eventually he got in the team and started doing pretty well. I mean, his first goals for Scotland came in that game against England and followed up with our couple towards the tail end of the campaign last year. Um, but since that game against Slovenia, we scored his last goal. He's not featured much in the Celtic team. Um, a lot of it due to injury. Um, and he's not been the Scotland team for the same reason. I think he's... I don't know if it's th- because he thinks... That you Scotland don't have a great death of strikers available that you can just think that he can just come straight back in the team but he's got to work for it You know, at the end of the day we need players on form and what's alarming from a Scotland view is Stuart Armstrong isn't playing much at Southampton just now but he won't get in the team if he's not playing for Southampton and he's got to accept it but he doesn't see Stuart Armstrong saying I'm going to work in my fitness I just think there's there's more to it than just the fitness issue um, if it was a fitness issue he wouldn't have played last month
1: Aye, yeah. Um, the other kind of disappointing thing is that Ryan Fraser's pulled out, um, because he's been in terrific form for Bournemouth.
0: Yeah.
1: Again, we kind of we've spoken about a wee bit in terms of whether neither of us um think he's suited sort to of playing wing back. O'Donnell certainly. I think the way we are just now in terms of where we want to be, we maybe need to be that wee bit more solid. So having a natural. I suppose full back he's a full back, but he's playing as a wing back. At times, we're going to be playing as a five, probably, um, and letting the attacking players hopefully express themselves. I would think we'll stick with three at the back. Yeah. So maybe. but I mean, it's an injury, but again, there's been a couple of times as well with, with Ryan Fraser, he's, he's maybe not uh, featured, or he's called, he's called off. Again, you don't know. It's a diff- it's a very difficult one. I remember there was a time where they were trying to say if you if you pulled out your international duty and you were playing for your club the next game that they'd be sanctioned and stuff like that. Very difficult to prove.
0: Um Yeah. I think in Ryan Fraser's defence, um he's always had a history of um injury problems and hamstring problems. It goes back to his time at Aberdeen. Um it's it is pretty much coincidence that does put up a lot of Scotland squads um, but it is uh, I, I would give him a little benefit of it because of his, his injury records um, and he's not always come back in the Bournemouth team as soon as um, the Scotland duty is finished so we'll just need to wait and see um, but hopefully he'll be back in next month when we've got the, the double header against both Israel and Albania um, yeah. I'm not too focused about the Portugal game to be perfectly honest Um the fact Ronaldo's not even playing, you no. Know, just summarise. it. I know he's got another court case, but even without that court case, I don't think he would have played. Thought um, this though is the big win um, with air show. Um A lot of people are saying they would take a draw. We need to stop that mentality, and I think McLeish, to be fair, saying we need to go out and try and win the game we need to stop this mentality of a draw that's held Scotland back for 20-odd years saying that going to places like Georgia and Lithuania um, and getting a point is acceptable. No, three points is acceptable. And Israel are not a good side just now, so we really need to go to win the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're in by a good chance in terms of what we did um, last month. So hopefully we can kick on, get another good result. Um, I mean, no one's really than much more friendly apart from maybe trying out maybe someone that's not played um, as much however as we touched on it last month MacLeish used really both games to give the full team match. well what he considered at that time um, both games maybe mm-hmm. the best team so
0: yeah
1: your words bits are there it's it's easy
0: done
1: um... I was distracted by something that, um, it's alright if you turn my, my message Yeah, I sent you I got your message um, mm. aye so aye ho, 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 hopefully there's can a feel good factor back but yeah it's, uh, it's disappointing going back to the the call offs because th- those two players are certainly players you would want in your squad and can make an impact whether it's starting or whether it's off the bench um
0: because yeah, the,
1: the more good players we have in this squad, the better. Because there was a time whereby we were, I'm really struggling, especially for, uh, attacking players, certainly creative wise. Um, I, th- I think most people would agree. Probably, the midfield is where we've got our most strength and depth. Um, mm-hmm. whether it's the strongest part of our team is debatable. I don't know yet. Um, yeah. Thing,
0: that, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the disappointing thing I mean for I mean for Lee Griffiths, um, you know, if if we're struggling in the game and Nasmith's not having a good game and it's nil nil or we're one nil down and we need someone to come on to help change the game, you you want Lee Griffiths to come on and if Griffiths was to come on and turn the game like he's shown he can do before, yep. then he's then made the case to say, Right, I want that number nine jersey back McLeod says, but right, there you have it, you're back in possession of it. Yep, so yep. it's disappointing. Um it's, diff- you know, it's difficult to take this in face value when you look more into it. I, I do think there is a bit more, but if we're taking it face value, I still don't buy the whole fitness thing um, to be honest, but you know, we just need to go with it and hopefully Griffiths is true to his word. He is back next month and this isn't the start of him walking out because you said um, the last thing we need is any uh, disruptions in squads At a time where we're building a new squad we're trying to um, move forward again. I think McLeish As much as a lot of people didn't want him back, um, for various reasons, he's doing the right thing in rebuilding the squad the way he is. And we can ill afford yet another striker Um, going down the route that Mo Mo Johnson, Duncan Ferguson, Chris Boyd and Stephen Fletcher under Levine did before. When they were on form, um, they had a fallout and decided to pack it in. I just hope this isn't the start of the thing with Griffiths.
1: I I mean it was quite a small squad initially anyway. Mind we've been said about um the fact that it was almost like a tournament squad, twenty-three mm-hmm. players. Yeah. Um whether that was a, a kind of mindset thing to try and get the players prepared for or this is what it would be like. It would be that this would be the size of the squad. Again, maybe building that kind of psychological factor uh, building up to being in the Euros. Um so I don't know, I mean I've not seen any kind of mention of players getting called in unless I've missed something.
0: We're a bit late now to get them out to Israel. Um I think we'll with what we've got for Israel. Um there might be one or two pull out for the friendly and we might have one or two French players come in, but yeah. Good luck.
1: You go into the friendly? No.
0: No, I've I've no interest in it, John, to be honest. Um they're charging more than they have for the qualifiers. Um Aye. the qualifiers are the most important thing. Um I mean, Had it been more favourable a place, I might have been tempted, but nah. I
1: I, I, I I mind going to friendlies for many a year and I can't ever really remember going to a Friendly and coming away thinking oh, that was money well spent.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah I'm now trying to think back if there was any, any Friendly that I ever really enjoyed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you'd be struggling.
1: Struggling, um, struggling.
0: <laughs> the atmosphere is nowhere near as good because fans aren't as up for it as they are for a qualifier. Um, yeah, so I don't imagine there'll be a big crowd on Sunday. Um, I think the fact that it's a Sunday might help a little bit, but I don't think. I mean, it was twenty thousand when we played Belgium, and that's the second best team in the world just now. I know Portugal defending European champions, but we've discussed it before. They were a lucky European champion and they don't have Ronaldo this time, so um I don't think there'll be the interest um for that game as possibly possible would have been if it had been a qualifier.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you think McKenna comes back in at the starting lineup?
0: No, I think um I think Suter's earned his place to um, us. It's it's a shame for McKenna because he, he was nailed on as being the first choice centre-back until he got his injury, and it just goes with that timing, but um, I think he'll definitely feature against Portugal um, but I think they'll go with Suter, Mulgrew and, and Tierney again. You so? Yeah. I can't see past it um, just now, but you never know. Um,
1: has Forrest potentially played his way into the team? From what he's done at the weekend?
0: got one um, I mean he's certainly given MacLeish a headache um, but then Joy Russell played very well um, along with Naismith and Cal McGough was in that hole I think the main question is who plays alongside John McGinn in the centre midfield because Kim McDonald didn't look great he was subbed at half time in the last game um, but the problem is Armstrong's not getting games Scott McTominay's not getting games um, Tom Kearney well England have said they don't want him in their squad but he's for some reason He's not available for us. Um, Shannon could come in and play. Aye. But I, I think he'll sit with him McDonald's. I don't see... Um, I don't see there being much, if any, changes to the team that beat Albania. And you can't really question it because they played well and won the game comfortably. Um, it is a different game, it's away from home this time, but I still think we've got enough to win the game regardless of what team goes out
1: there. i and trying to think if there's anything else we've not
0: covered. Yeah. No, I can't think. I think we've, we've covered the manager's positions, we've covered the, the couple of blogs. Um, I think... Seven. It's been good to be back.
1: I know we missed you last week.
0: Yeah. Aye. The news would. We missed Chris as well, though, to be fair. I
1: know, and we just always prefer the first three on it. It's just. Yeah.
0: It'd, it'd have been a different um, conversation over Griffiths that he'd be on, I think. Yeah, it would have been interesting to hear his opinions, but we'll maybe get them next week.
1: Yes and hopefully we're talking about a good, a good positive result as well yeah aye definitely right cheers John
0: right cheers speak to you next week
1: cheers bye <laughs>